Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 257 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying um, in Isaiah chapters 50 to 57 uh, in the week of uh, September the 26th to October the 2nd. Uh, and today uh, we are going to continue through Isaiah uh, into a section which, I mean, I've, I've spoken about last week about how it's such a wonderful section. Um, this week, it's probably one of the most well-known and most powerful sections that we're going to study with Isaiah. Um, after this week with Isaiah, we've only got one more week left of Isaiah as well. So we are making our way well through this wonderful book. Uh, and today it's a lot of focus again about the Saviour and a lot of these prophecies are very much focused on the first coming of the Saviour. And a lot of the prophecies that we see in here will be fulfilled during his lifetime, uh, during his mortal life and ministry and mission. Uh, so as with the last couple of times, what we're going to do is rather than kind of focus on it by topic, we're just going to go through, you know, numerically uh, because there isn't a lot of chapters to actually read this week, only eight chapters, 50 to 57. Uh, but we're going to have a look carefully about how what we learn about the Saviour and about uh, his coming. So um, I want to read the, the Come Follow Me section first uh, about Isaiah chapters 50 to 52. We'll probably go over 50 and 51 today. And it's focusing on the message that the future is bright for the Lord's people. It says, quote, even though the Israelites spent many years in captivity, and even though that captivity was a result of their poor, own poor choices, the Lord wanted to look them to look to, for, toward the future with hope. What hopeful messages do you find? What does the Lord teach us about himself in these chapters? And why does this give you hope? So we'll see here just how the coming of the Saviour was foretold and how this gave them hope despite um, their own choices leading them into great difficulty. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 1 and 2, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? Whom have I put away? Or which of my creditors is it whom, whom I have sold to you? Behold, for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came, where there was there no man, when I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all, that it cannot redeem, or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea, I make the rivers a wilderness, their fish stinketh, because there is no water, and dieth for thirst. Um, so much packed into these first two verses, and um, basically... We have here this understanding that the Lord is saying once again, um, you know, where where is the evidence that I've put you away? Uh, who have I sold you to? Why? Where is the evidence that I have forgotten you? Um, and then he reminds the people that it was them um, that, that, that sold themselves. They were not sold and they were not put away by the Lord, but they themselves removed themselves from the Lord. And that is why they're in the position that they are in needing a saviour, needing someone to come and save them uh, from the difficulties and trials that they are going through. Um, and this is, you know, a, an important reminder about uh, the the lives that we lead and how often, and I'm not saying always, because there are some times in our lives where we feel distant, not because we've made a mistake, but perhaps 
there's just a period of time we need to struggle through with our thoughts and develop those thoughts before we receive the miracle. Uh, but there are many times in our lives where perhaps we feel a little distance because we have disconnected ourselves in some way. Not completely, necessarily, but uh, we've decided to try things out on our own for a while. Uh, and maybe that's not even a, a conscious decision, but we've just stopped reaching out for the Lord. And I think that's the important thing, is that we need to seek his hand on at all times in our lives for all things. And he will show it. Uh, he reminds us of his power to deliver. Notice that when he's reminding the Israelites about his power to deliver, he is talking about his power to dry up the sea, to make the rivers a wilderness, to make fish stink and with no water and no and no and therefore thirst. Um, it's all focused on water and, ri and rivers and seas. Uh, and this is because um, when you think about kind of the, the idols that the people were worshipping at the time, one of them, we've mentioned them before, it was very much the, the idol of Baal. Uh, who was known as the storm god and therefore had power over the waters and seas and rivers and so on. Uh, but he is reminding them here that only one god has true power over these elements, uh, and it is he uh, who is speaking through Isaiah right now. Uh, so it's an important reminder of what hope he can give, because then um, he speaks about the Saviour. Uh, he speaks as the Messiah and talks about how in verse 4, uh, the Lord God have given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Um, I gave my back to the smiters in verse six and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore I, have I set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Um, so here we see a reference to the saviour and how he would endure all things all persecution for our sakes that he would do that so that he could know how we feel and that he would be able to um, suffer with us um, and so that he could be able to overcome all things but at the end of this chapter despite the the messages of hope and that the savior would come and that he would um, take all the burdens and difficulties that they are facing and take it upon himself uh, we have at the end of this chapter a warning about what happens if they don't um, go to the light of Christ, as it were, or toward his light. In Isaiah 50, 11, it says, Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled, this shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. Um, for me, uh, it's talking about here that um, if we try and do it our own way with our own light and not use what uh, the, the Saviour is providing us, uh, then we will struggle. Uh, we will find it difficult uh, to um, go through. A bit easier understood in the English Standard Version where it says, Behold all you who kindle a fire, who equip yourselves with burning torches. Walk by the light of your fire and by the torches that you have kindled. This you, sh you have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. So it is a clear warning there to those who don't uh, seek the Lord in their lives, who don't seek his hope and his light, uh, that we will struggle in darkness uh, without him. Um, in, so we'll go to Isaiah 51. And this, of course, is compared to in 2 Nephi 8. So we will have studied this as well together in the Book of Mormon study. But um, looking at this again, um, we are reminded in verses 1 and 2 of Isaiah 51 uh, of the originators of the 
covenant that the Lord has made with his people. In verse 2, for example, it says, Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. He is reminding them of this Abrahamic covenant, of the promise um, of um, the, a place for them to be, for the priesthood and posterity. If you remember the three Ps that we use to remember all aspects of the Abrahamic covenant. And uh, this promise is also those given to those who are of the house of Israel, for they are descendants of Abraham. Um, and it is worth reminding that the Lord will give us those, those blessings as well as we stay, stay true to him. And what happens next uh, in verses three onwards for a bit is just such comforting messages. Uh, in verse three, it says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Um, again, such a, a blessing to know uh, that he is giving us that comfort, that peace, um, and that his salvation is present for those who look to him. Um, in verse 7 it says, Hearken unto me, that ye, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law, fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be afraid of their revilings. We have no need to be worried about the world and what the world can say. Um, that the Lord tells us that he will support and strengthen us. Um, Adeline G. Robbins said, quote, This peer pressure tries to change a person's attitudes, if not behaviour, by making one feel guilty for giving offence. We seek respectful coexistence with those who point fingers, but when this fear of men tempts us to condone sin, it becomes a snare according to the book of Proverbs. This snare may be cleverly baited to appeal to our compassionate side to tolerate or even approve of something that has been condemned of God. It can be a major stumbling block. Um, close quote. So whilst we must love and support and, and comfort uh, all those that we come into contact with, we must remember our standards for ourselves uh, and that we mustn't feel pressured to do things that the Lord has asked us not to do um, because we we love him um, at first and foremost. Um, and whilst we do love our fellow man as the second commandment, that doesn't mean we must do what they do. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, there's just so much to pack in. Uh, so we've gone a little bit over there, but please do join us tomorrow as we conclude this chapter in chapter 52. Uh, thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.